is Trigpoint, episode 21. My name's Serena, and sitting across from me is my co-host Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello, everyone. So, it has been a slightly... Uh, Busy? Hectic? <laughs> uh, eventful? Eventful, but not in a good way month for me. For oh, right. Out of the four weeks, I was sick for two weeks. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. you feel better now? <laughs> I'm actually glad my voice is working now because <laughs> there was a time when I was so nasally, everything was stuck in my... It was just... It was bad. It, was, it wasn't great. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh, it was, it was really bad. And everyone at work kind of got affected by it as well. Like, it mm. was going around. Although it wasn't work that got me. It was Andrew who got me. Mm. Because his work colleague coughed on him. <laughs> and... Um, he had it worse, to be honest. He was down for six. Uh, he was down for three weeks. So, oh wow! Yeah, it, yeah. Normal cough medicines doesn't really help. Like you know, hacking cough. You go to sleep at night and you wake up and you feel like your lungs is going to come out. Oh, yeah, nah. It wasn't fun. So that was that was that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, Peter wants me to record next week. Let's hope my voice. He's and everything back. is back. <laughs> Otherwise, he'll have to carry the whole show. Oh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Especially not with our topic. Oh, this. no, 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 no. Since you're the one who... I read the book first and you're reading it second, you should be the one who talked more about it. You'd remember it more. Uh, yeah. Although I did reread it. Um, another thing that happened was WWDC, the Worldwide Dev Conference, mm. um, the Apple Conference. Mm-hmm. And that happened while I was sick. So I didn't actually realize it was happening until I woke up and I saw on my um, micro.blog feed that it was going on. I'm like, oh, crap, I'm so sick. I didn't even, fi- I didn't even get like, all excited about this, all the, all the new features that were going to come out. <laughs> um, so I've been playing around with iOS 12 beta, which was kind of fun. <laughs> uh, Peter has no interest in this whatsoever. No. But <laughs> I was showing him like the new Memoji where you could get to you know, um, create a, an avatar with you know, your face and everything so you could use... Um, FaceTime with your with your Animoji face, or when I could send him short messages with an Animoji and thing. Here and here I'm just going like, why would you want to do something like that? Like the whole point of doing FaceTime isn't it so I can see you, yeah, and but not the, like uh, your emoji. No, no, no. But then the thing is, if I wake up and my hair's all over the place, I haven't washed my face yet, and like I look terrible, I could put that. I could put my Memoji on. You know, when that happens, I just call and not do FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, but the idea is if the idea is if you if you called me, then I could just use that instead of like you know hanging up on you and then calling you and then explaining the situation why. But unfortunately, I've only tried this feature twice. Yep. One with you mm. and one with Cleo. Yep. And you both have terrible internet connections. <laughs> so neither of, of you can see my face. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, it was worse because um, with Cleo, she saw my real face because the other one wouldn't go through yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she saw how disheveled my hair was. <laughs> and <laughs> Did she go like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, she, um, the thing is, all she saw was my face in one static position right. because nothing updated. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, it yeah. just had that one expression for the whole time <laughs> we were talking on the phone uh, because she's in China right now. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And she was behind a VPN and all that mm. sort of stuff. So everything was so slow. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the whole point of me calling you was to try out this feature that you can't even see. <laughs> oh, <like>, wow. Yay. <laughs> but the thing I ha- think I have more fun with, okay, M- Mimoji might be a bit like, 
gimmicky mm. and only for the people who likes to play with the Bitmoji. Have yeah. you heard of Bitmoji, the app, you know, the one where you could create stickers all with your face on it? Like, you, mm. you again, you create your own avatar and you put them in all the different situations whether you're sleepy or whether you're at work right. or whatever and you create stickers okay. uh, yeah yeah uh, people use that anyway uh, i don't but <laughs> um you know this would be for them like emojis would be for them yep. now with um the other thing the big thing was uh siri shortcuts which is a way for apple it, it it's apple's new way of creating automation on your ios devices mm-hmm. um so you can uh, link a trigger word or a phrase or whatever that would um activate a series of actions yep. you know open up um application a and then application b or something like so when i and a perfect example is when i get off work i could just say you know oh hey siri i'm i'm on my way home it will calculate how long it takes me to get home. It'll send an SMS to Andrew telling him I'm leaving the office now and how long it'll take me to get home. It will open up my podcast app so that I can choose the thing I'm going to listen to on the way home. And then it'll open up my maps with the directions home, you know, um, uh, because I open up ways to see whether there's a quicker shortcut hmm. to get home sometimes. So that all gets done with one trigger, which yep. right now can't you have to app- do it At the moment, you have to kind of do it each individual thing yeah. separately. You're just yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, open maps. <laughs> open no. Send this message, and yeah. then oh, now open this app. Oh, now open up the you know. So, um, I'm I'm looking forward to when that happens. So right yeah. now on beta, uh, it's actually a pretty good beta. Yeah. Not too many crashes. Not any weird weird stuff happening. Mm-hmm. There was a strange thing happening before when I couldn't log into Netflix on my new on on beta because mm-hmm. apparently when I'm using the correct username and password, I think whatever they're sending through, like the Netflix app, not 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 apple itself but some apps have weird things that happens yeah. and when there's a new version out some of the encoding or something goes weird so yeah. no matter how what i did they won't let me log in right but now they fixed it so there's like weird bugs like that but apart from yeah, that it's everything beta. it's you yeah. expect that right <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um yeah so that's that's kind of fun hmm. um yeah uh what else have you done you've done a lot of things this this uh it's been pretty <laughs> eventful for you <laughs> um most recently and this is was was on what Thursday, hmm. uh, I went and recorded another podcast. Hmm. I'm sorry, Peter. I'm I'm cheating on you. Like That's left, okay. right, and center. I'm, getting, I'm recording <laughs> it's like, it's like, all these other podcasts. <laughs> um, so on Thursday, I went and recorded for uh, Owen. That's P- uh, Andrew's uh, friend. Hmm. He has a podcast on um, uh, Star Wars X-Wing, which is a board game uh, where you have um, figurines of Star Wars um, spacecrafts yep. um, fighting each other on this massive board, which is kind of fun. Yep. Um, so he has a really popular uh, podcast. They actually started at the same time as us, but mm. I think they have like... A lot more people. A listen. lot more <laughs> listeners than we do. <laughs> uh, because they're a very niche yeah. uh, podcast. So. Um, and they talk about the latest news about this game mm. and stuff like that. And uh, recently they've added a new um, segment. segment. Yeah, yeah. But it's actually a whole episode. Mm. So they're spe- special episodes. They're planning on doing this once a month where they're just doing a... Um, uh, Radio show? Hmm. Is that a way? Theatre? Radio theatre? I don't know what you can... So, um, it's a story set in the Star Wars universe before the originals, before the original episodes and stuff like that. And um, it's not got anything to do with any of the Skywalker family, which is 
refreshing. <laughs> and um, it's about this one guy who plays both sides of the line, the war. You know, he mm. helps the empire, but at the same time, he might help the, the rebels. rebels. Or you could say he doesn't help either side. He's just helping himself. And whichever side gets him out of trouble, he'll help. Yeah. Um, so it's in, it, you know there's two episodes already, but I, my character gets introduced in the third episode. Um, this story is called uh, the podcast is called Hell of a Pilot, mm. and uh, I'm not allowed to talk about what my character is because she's uh, a new character that gets introduced, and they want to keep it a secret. secret. Um, but I am not a good guy. <laughs> really, Serena? That's such a surprise. Well, I'm not a main character. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I don't think I'm the big bad. I don't think I'm the big bad. Uh, but I'm one of the baddies, apparently. So mm. it was really fun uh, because it's all scripted out. Unlike this one, you know, where we barely know what we're talking about until, you know, when we sit down. Uh, it's all scripted out. Um, this... The script is amazing, hmm. and uh, uh, they give me the directions. They'll be like, "Oh, say that line again, but with more gusto, or, or like with- more emotion, <laughs> less emotion. Say it with a British accent, you know, and all that sort of stuff." It's that kind of it's, it's fun, and um, they're short scenes, hmm. right? They have a whole long, you know, thirty-minute episode, fifteen-minute episodes, or whatever, right? But each scene is like two or three minutes long, and we record it by scene and we do it over and over again until the guy's happy with it. But it's still fun because you're trying to remember how you say certain lines and yeah. deliver it the same way or in a different way if they didn't like it. Mm. Um, and uh, and it's also really, really relaxing to know that after I finish recording, I just walk away. <laughs> Someone else would do the editing. I don't need to worry a single thing about <laughs> Anything. <laughs> you just going bye now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed the pizza and now I'm going to leave. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, we went like we went to his house. We played a bit of, um, was it? Sushi Go. Mm. The party one. That was actually pretty fun. Then we ate some pizza and then we got recording. Mm. And then afterwards, we went home. <laughs> we were done in two hours. Yeah. Um, so, that was, yeah, it was fun. Okay. So, that's... My eventful month. Yeah. <laughs> now your eventful month. I I came in and there was, uh, Peter made me play a game yeah. before anything happened. Yeah. I came in and he's like, "Okay, I want you to play this game because I want to talk about it." <laughs> yeah. So um, the game is it's it re- recently got recently got released. It's called Detroit um, Become Human. Mm-hmm. Um. So the people who. Uh, it's not a game for everyone, to be fair. Okay, this is the type of game because I found it enjoyable. But... Yeah, we would we would like this type of game though. <laughs> like, look, it, it's not an action game, to boot, so you know, it's not a it's not really an RPG either. So, no. it, basically, what it is, it's an interactive movie. Yeah. So imagine, you know, those uh... rain. Huh? There was a game called Rain that kind of reminds me of this. Heavy Rain? Yeah, Heavy Rain. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing. The same makers made that. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's why. why. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, people who don't know, um, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls uh, mm. and this human, uh, Detroit Become Human is all made by the same company, uh, mm-hmm. Quantico Dreams. Um so the premise is we're living in the world where uh, androids exist. exist and they do all the 
you know, boring tasks for humans. Mm. (laughs) They're slaves. They're slaves, basically. Uh, But it talks about how uh, some of these androids start becoming deviants. Um, They basically start acting out. Um, And the the question is then... They have a mind of their own and they decided that they don't want to do all these boring tasks that we've assigned them. (laughs) Not not, not, not necessarily like that, but... um, They want some rights. Well, one okay, so there's three characters, and one of the characters is like that. Like he, he, he's like going for, I want rights for uh, androids and, and stuff. Um, but you play one, you play so one character does that. One main character is all she cares about is um, trying to protect this little girl because okay. um, she was in charge. Like she was, she was the household robot. Yeah, right? she's the caretaker. She's the caretaker. Um, but then she sees the father abusing, beating, abusing uh, her, uh. and then she basically breaks out of uh, her order and kidnaps the kid well she ba- well yeah basically yeah. <laughs> they, they run off yep. <laughs> they become fugitives yeah <laughs> so that's that that's... you know that was what i was thinking when i played this first scene and yeah. you said that, that, that okay so this first scene is that this guy his this android walks into a crime scene and you find out that this android is a negotiator mm. and that there's a hostage situation and as part of the first chapter that peter made me play not pay, made me but suggested <laughs> i play is that you You as an android walk into the scene and you're trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. So you look at clues and you kind of figure out why this android acted out and why he's now taking this little girl hostage. Mm. And a rich, and the, the android killed the dad, right? Yes. And <laughs> so at that point, when I saw that the dad was killed or something yeah. <laughs> and that the android took the father's gun... Yeah. At one point, I was thinking, "Wait, did the father abuse the kid?" And I saw, "Is that why the android acted up? Is he's trying to? He's not actually taking the kid hostage. He's just trying to keep her safe and and you know take her away from the dad and to kill the dad. That that's what I thought okay, the situation right. was. Yeah. Um, yeah, not quite. Not, not quite. <laughs> but you're saying that there's another character. There's another that character. That, yeah. That, that, that. Um, but yeah, so the first character that you play as in the yeah. game is is. Connor, which is the um, the detective droid. Yeah. Uh, so well, yeah. So you've played these three characters, and you go through the whole story. Yeah. Um, and in in as you go through the story, you can make certain decisions, how you side with certain people or yeah. what you do with certain people. Yeah. Um, the good thing about this game is that it sometimes it forces you to make a decision like really quickly. Yeah. Like <laughs> you, you have like a conversation with other characters on the scene, and then it will have a small pop-up asking you how you want to respond. Yeah. Now, since I was playing this for the first time and I'm not really familiar with the controls and everything, I'm, I suddenly see this pop-up of these words and I'm trying to understand what each of these words mean. Like, oh, this is a response. Yeah. Oh, there's a timer that's asking me to, to choose a response. Wait, I don't even understand what each of these responses mean. Oh, now I have to choose one? Find the, <laughs> the icon. Find the button on my control because I'm not really familiar with a uh, PlayStation remote. And then press it before the timer runs out. I'm getting really stressed out here. <laughs> right? Which kind of makes sense because you're in a hostage situation. Yeah. They're not going to wait for you to like slowly think about how am I going to respond to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although, you know, you'd reckon um, if they want to make this seem like a realistic Android experience, mm. I'm assuming computer brains move faster. <laughs> so you should be given a little bit more time while your computer brain is like whirling through all the possibilities before you choose an answer. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it was like very real time. And yeah. so um, I'm guessing once you're used to the uh, controls, controls. And, and everything, it, it becomes a quicker yeah. process. Yeah. But I was actually quite happy with my, my, my oh, yeah, result. You, you, probably, you got the, you got the, arguably the, 
the best result in, in that scene. The poss- best possible best result. Possible. But the thing is, at the end of the scene, okay, because I'm trying to save this little girl, right? Yeah. So, and I do end up saving the girl. Yeah. But in the process, the android who had acted up gets destroyed. Yeah. And I only was able to do that because I lied to the android. Yeah. Right? Because I'm a ne- negotiator, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, uh, I, I'm, you lied to me. Yeah, yeah, the android <laughs> essentially says, you lied to me as he dies. Yeah. And you see on the screen, um, like, this little um, note that says, uh, what was it? It, it? Like, it affected your um, yeah, stability, stability. Yeah, your, your mental stability. And, and, and I read this, I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about my own mental health <laughs> while I was trying to save this kid. And the moment that popped up, I'm like, oh, I know what this game is going to be. <laughs> like, you know, like, um, what was that movie recently? Uh... Um, uh, do androids dream of electric sheep? What's the Blade Runner? Blade Runner two hundred four six, the the new one. Um, the idea that the guy was uh, you know, an android, and he slowly he because of certain actions he does, he becomes unstable, right? So I was really like, oh, this is very familiar. (laughs) Oh crap, did I make the wrong choice? Like by helping this kid, did I just make a terrible terrible choice? The the so the one thing I really enjoy about this game is. There is there, there is a lot of outcomes. Each particular so there's like thirty a lot odd, of possible endings. Yeah, so there's thirty odd uh, segments in the game. Okay. Um. So each per, each of the characters probably get like twelve to thirteen segments. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, the decision tree is really big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because each scene has multiple options. Options. Yeah. Um. And it affects how the ending happens. Yeah. Yeah. So. The the interesting thing about this game is you can have, you can actually kill off people straight away. Yeah. Like if you're unsuccessful in certain things. So, um, for example, in one scene as a fugitive, you try and hide your way and you try to sneak your way to the uh, to the train station. Yep. Um, so you try to open up umbrella as the cop is walking by to, yep. to cover your face and yep. stuff like that. Uh, and if you fail it, um, you can get discovered, uh-huh. and then you have to like run off somewhere or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can fail. You can, if you get chased to like the the highway, you can fail at the controls and then you die, basically. <laughs> and then that story ends. And then that story just ends. Like, even though it's a main character, the story will end. Like, <laughs> it's one of those, it's one of those, um, you know how like in most uh, games that pretends to give you options, like the options don't really affect the outcome yeah, that yeah, much. Yeah. Um, this one, they've made sure that, you know, every little thing that you do does have consequences at the end. Um, but I, I have heard that with Heavy Rain anyway, hmm. it's very hard to get the really good ending. It was. Um, the thing with Heavy Rain though, nothing at the start has that much bearing oh, okay. to the end. Okay. So you basically all, you can basically... Do anything. Do well, not anything, but like uh, a lot of the main decision points is just at that one point. Yeah, and it then doesn't, it branches out. It doesn't out. have any yeah. flow on. Effect. Yeah, it doesn't have any flow on effect. Whereas in this one, um, you have a very you have a very large following effect from each character, and they yep. interlink with each other as well. Yep. Um, so, for example, you as the as the detective droid, you can die and you will come back. That's the one character that you can die yep. and will come back. But if you die too many times yeah um your partner doesn't trust you anymore okay um okay. And, and starts to ha- behave very uh hostile to you oh, okay um so it's very interesting to see how that, and you can and you can have 
you know, your partner be really hostile, still have an ending, or yeah. you can be, you know, buddies with him and still have a different ending. Yep. Um, so there's like a zillion endings um, for okay. this game. Um, yeah, it's really fun. I really enjoy it. If, so like, if anyone wants to play it, I highly suggest it. In saying that, it is an interactive movie, so... Yeah. You know, it. Oh, like I mean, I what was? How long did my scene last for? 10, 15 10 minutes. minutes? Yeah, it was. It was very interesting. I really wanted to yeah. play it. Um, it, yeah. it. It's and that's the good part. Every scene's very short, so mm. you, you can just play one scene, and, and yep. if you're busy, you can just you know do something else. Put it down. Um, I finished the game in like two days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just like, I need to know what happens. <laughs> uh, and they do tell you to for the first playthrough to. Just go with your gut, gut instinct and see what ending you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, just spoiler for everyone. I my ending was uh, I led a android revolution. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the humans' fault. The humans pushed me towards the revolution. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was funny because like um, we had I had three of my friends also playing at the same time. Yep. We all kind of like finished playing at the same time and so we were like so what ending did you get and it was like how did how did your person go did he die or like oh god <laughs> did they all have similar endings or no we all different? got very different endings oh, okay. um so so my, i had like a, a a successful rebellion yep uh my friend my friend had a peaceful march but then got killed oh god <laughs> uh one other person had a failed rebellion <laughs> so um so yeah like and that's that's the i mean to be fair most people probably would have a similar walkthrough for most of the game yeah but as a, every little decision also makes a bit yeah. of a difference so you would it's very hard to get the exact same ending as another person okay like on a on a side note yeah did me saving that fish make any difference at all no Right, like that was that. That was a uh, a red herring. No, it wasn't a red herring. That was um, it was because this was the promo. So the, the uh, first chapter was actually the promo. Yeah. Um, they deliberately put it in um as like a kind of uh, you know, a test to see whether you're a good human, decent, <laughs> like a decent human being. Yeah. So the first thing you see is you see this fish on on the floor, and you can pick it up and, and put it back in put the it back fish in tank. the water, or just leave it there. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't actually do anything. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you pick it up and put it in a tank. Look, no, no. The fact, the fact is, if you didn't see the fish and you walked past, that's one thing. Yeah. If you saw the fish, you went to investigate it, and then you make a conscious decision to just leave it there and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't take that much effort to decide because they'll ask you, "Do you want to save it or not?" Yeah. Why would you? It's still the same number of button presses. <laughs> So, I don't know. No, no, no. Technically, it's not the same button presses because one, you actually have to do a uh, t- twisting motion with the controller, where the other way is just pushing up. So, it's slightly easier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... That's uh, not... <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I highly recommend people play that game. Um, mm. If you enjoy the, that type of thing... Um, if you imagine, it's like, uh, I don't know, when, you know, when we were kids, we had those, like, choose-your-own-adventure books. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly like that, except in movie form. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that very quickly. I was at Kmart the other day, and yeah. they had, like, some book sale kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> sorry. 
and one of the books that I had on sale was the abominable snowman choose your own adventure story like I think it was number one book number one in the choose your own adventure story book so I bought it (laughs) because (laughs) I remember having a lot of fun as a a kid and dying multiple times because I I always choose the wrong ending so um I haven't read it yet, but I want to go through that one again and see what my see see whether your uh, wisdom in your uh, you know thirty odd years of life has uh, improved your chances at surviving. <laughs> yeah, essentially, <laughs> or whether my curiosity will still kill the cat. Yeah. Essentially. I'm okay. sure it'd still kill us. Anyway, uh, I think we should, um, well, before Serena coughs to death. <laughs> no, I, I just drank the Coke and it went down the wrong tube. All right. Uh, let's start on today's topic. Da, da, da. And it's a book called Red Rising by Pierce Brown. Yeah. Um, before I let Peter go on a rant, because I know he's going to go on a rant, I enjoyed not. this book. I, I enjoyed this book a lot. That's why I recommended it to Peter. Uh, mm. Peter started off very positively, and mm. I, I was like so happy because he's like, oh, you know, I think I, I might enjoy this book. And I'm like, yes. You know, I, I recommended a book that Peter doesn't completely hate. <laughs> and then... I uh, know, to be fair, in most books we have... A, it's only the one that we disagreed with. My book that we disagreed with, right? I'm trying to remember what other books we did. Oh, the one that we both hated, Secret. Uh, the, I mean, S. Dot. Oh, yeah. I liked Enders. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually, which other books did we do? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I can't actually remember. You know, we've only done 20 episodes. You'd think we'd remember this. Actually, I think that's... Oh, The Dispatcher. I like you that. Did, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was, oh, the, that was because it was the... Re- did, it was yeah, but the... you didn't like audiobook. I didn't like audiobook, but I liked the dispatcher. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Red Rising. So, do you want to talk about the premise? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, as I said, I I, I like the story, and yeah. and Peter doesn't, and I was kind of disappointed. Oh, uh, uh, premise of the story. Uh, it is in the future. It is set on Mars, and there is a society that is uh, structured around colour. Like, there's a case system kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, each different colour does a specific kind of job. Yeah. Yeah? Um, so there's the reds, which is supposed to be right at the bottom rung. Not that they really know that like well they kind of do but they was they were told that they're the backbone of society that mm. they are mining the depths of mars for this um resource that the whole galaxy runs on like mm. all this this kind of fuel a fossil fuel kind of thing yeah. um that everything requires mm. and they've been told that mars needs to be terraformed mm. and they are working Towards they, that goal. Yeah, they, they, they are the backbone for this terraforming um, process because mm. they need all this fuel and the reds are responsible for mining it. Yep. And it's dangerous and it's hard work and people die really young. Mm. Um, and so um, this is a group of people. that These, these are people you start off with, right? Yep. You, you think that they're, they're, they need to terraform. Mm. this place um and except the main character finds out that essentially they've been lied to mars has been terraformed already like um a while ago <laughs> quite a while ago uh, they are essentially the slave case of the whole society mm. and so he gets recruited as part of the rebellion kind of thing mm. to infiltrate 
the gold cast, which is like the gold Upper case, class. which is like the top top group of um, people, mm. and to um, infiltrate their group and to take a role, you know, uh, 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 in the in the like basically infiltrate their highest. Uh, level of government or whatever so yeah. that he can make changes from the inside yeah um but the first book is about him infiltrating that group because he's only a kid right yeah he's uh, like what 14 15? no 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 16 or 17 because he's already married uh and he infiltrates their school to go to school with these other kids essentially mm. because if you graduate from this school with high, uh, flying colors then you are on a rocket path to yeah. to you to basically come out of the the institute institute and be offered a you know to the lead of your own fleet or something. Yeah, yeah, and and he wants to do that. So the book is a, a the book cover actually says it. It's a bit of Ender's Game. Yeah, you know, like he's he's trying to win people's hearts as he's trying to become a leader amongst mm. them. And it's a bit like um, Hunger Games. Hunger Games because you're in this school where people get killed if you are not good enough, yeah. essentially. Um, and so. Yeah. I, I I think it's actually quite accurate it's that the, description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, no. Uh, and I think Peter enjoyed a lot of it until it got to Hunger Games section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, look, the way it's described mm-hmm. it, like that was really captivating for me. Yeah. Like, that was like, oh, that sounds like a story that I would love to read. Yep. Um, and for the first half of the book, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, where you, you, you meet Darrow, who's the main character, and then you see his him figuring out that they've been lied to, and then he basically transforms himself from a red to a gold, uh, mm-hmm. and then learns about the society, and then tries to learn how to fit into uh, the society as a gold, because yep. obviously he knows nothing about this world. Oh yeah, because here, when you say the different colours, it's not just a a color that's been assigned to you, mm. you actually are physically yeah, different. Y- yeah. Like as a red, he's like tiny and small, yeah. but as a gold, they they're genetically modified yeah. in a they, way. They've been enhanced so that yeah. they. I wouldn't even say they look human anymore. Like, like they're supposed to be like over two meters tall, yeah. and that's short yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> um, they have gold hair, whereas the red would have red hair and red eyes. Mm. The golds would have gold hair, gold eyes. Their their tensile strength, you know, their their muscles are like, um, you yeah. know, they can lift so much. Their bones are harder to break yeah. you know all that kind of stuff that they're, they're, they're different they're, yeah. they're, they're not just genetically modified when they get born they mm. are born that way because the whole they've been they've been like this whole society has been made like thousands of years in the making right mm. they, they're all born this way they've been changed yeah. fundamentally on a DNA level yeah. kind of thing so um, obviously Darren being not one of those he has to yeah. go through this process to basically enhance himself yeah. so much that um, I, I love it in, in the book. He actually says he no longer recognizes himself no, at all, yeah. um, and that's so true because yeah. that that's he what essentially happens. gets like plastic surgery, but yeah. on a on a on a much larger scale. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, they, they have to make him taller. Yeah. They have to change his DNA. Yeah. They have to yeah. I, imagine. You know, uh, was it the film Galactica? I can't remember. Where even Hulk that that goes through like because he's. He's not genetically um, modified. He was born natural, mm. and, and he has to. Um, but he wants to go to the space program. So he that's Gattaca. It. Gattaca, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't get changed. No, no, no. He but, just borrowed someone else's DNA. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but it, it's like you know, um, if he tried to you know change, change himself. himself so that he will, yeah. yeah. So that's what happens to to our main character. Yeah. Uh, 
and I really so, enjoyed reading up to that part. Well, well, that's the thing, right? When, uh, before we, we, we talk about the point afterwards, the, the plastic surgeon, hmm. they're called carvers, yeah. right? They had to carve him into what this he looks new now. <laughs> being. And I, I was like, some of the wording that he chooses in this is kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the pinks are the... the uh, the pleasure cast, the uh, the violets are the the entertainment case, like the singers. Uh, yeah. the, the, you know, it, it's just interesting that one. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I like the world there, right? Mm. You know. But okay. Then then comes the part where it becomes Hunger Games. Yeah, like he enters the institute with all these other gold kids, and um, they essentially get thrown into a backwater part of Mars where yeah. there's no technology, there's no electricity, and they essentially have to fight to survive. Yeah. And they are told that you can enslave other students mm-hmm. and the house, because each kid is put into a house, kind of like a Harry Potter yeah. situation. Yeah. Um, you know, each house has a different kind of like um, theme, yeah. and the houses are based on the different planets in the solar system. Mm. And if well, not the solace. They're based on gods. They're based oh. on the gold mythological gods because you have Apollo. And, yeah, you do. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, Minerva, yeah. and then yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was yeah. thinking Mars and Jupiter and Pluto. <laughs> yeah, because those are the ones you hear the most. But yeah, there yeah, are yeah, others. Yeah, yeah, there are others. Yeah, yeah. So the the the, the Roman based gods. On the gods so, yeah. yeah, and um, if you know, if your house wins at the end of the year. Well, you, you win when your house is the only one left standing, yeah. essentially, and everyone becomes your slave. Mm. And this is where the Hunger Game bit comes, because it's brutal, and kids get killed. Yep. Uh, essentially, the moment you enter the Institute, half of them are killed, yep. because it was like uh, a culling, mm. uh, because apparently that there is a board of something control, um, like there is a government group that is in charge of making sure the population is at a certain number. And out of that population, a certain percentage of them is a really high... like gold, how yeah, many? They're, how, they're how, the, how much percentage the, of? It? Yeah, they're the cream. And, uh, yeah, and cream of the crop. Like, how many of them are allowed to survive, and how many have to die? Yeah. And this institute is part of this big culling process, right? Yeah. They have to make sure that only what fifty percent of the kids survive, yeah. or, or less than that, or whatever. Yeah. So even though they're all you know kids of other golds, yeah. Um, not all golds are created equal. <laughs> yeah. They have actually have word for it. Like they call them bronzies. Like yeah, if you're yeah. not gold enough, yeah, you're, you're a bronzy. Bronze. <laughs> and you know, the likelihood of you surviving if you were a bronzy is not very no. high, unfortunately. No. Um, look, uh, so yeah, so they go, so he gets into the institute, he mm. gets assigned a house and then he starts, you know, building relationships uh, within the house and then mm. they start making, uh, you know, strategics to you know take over other houses Strategies, yeah. and and whatnot which is fine uh, the uh, problem and this is also where part of the end of game thing happened because he has to convince other kids that he is worth following yeah um so within each house as well there is the primus yeah um and basically the leader of the, the house. leader of the house uh and you can do certain things that will give you points to become primus yeah. and so each of the and each of the you know potential candidates yeah. uh, will try to do things so yeah. that they can increase their own point, chances, chances yeah. right? Uh, and he tries to convince others that he's the one that they should follow. Yep. Uh, and there's a bit of... Uh, like internal politics here. Yeah. Uh, like the idea is that because he's part of House Mars mm. and one of the things was um, a lot of different houses 
um, the primers get chosen very early on. Yeah. There's a lot of structure. They get time to organize. And the idea is that house Mars always have trouble with this yeah. because there's a lot of infighting. Everyone wants to be the, 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 the alpha. Yeah. And so they normally destroy themselves yeah. before they could... They're, they're never a threat to anyone else because yeah. they always Mars is them. Mars is the... the the dud house basically yeah, essentially <laughs> like the, they're full of anger and they yeah. all burn out before the end of the year yeah. kind of thing yeah they apparently yeah the mars house is is known to do that and yeah. people who get chosen uh to go into mars house uh, are the people who has that aggro yeah like they can't control themselves oh here's the thing um one of the main tenants of being a gold like a upper class gold not a bronzy mm. not a pixie there's like all these different yeah. words that like to be an iron gold is to be able to um Control yourself. Yeah. Right? It's all about self-control. You don't overindulge. You Mm. don't, um, you know. So part of Mars, the problem with Mars is that they indulge. Yeah. Right? They can't control their own anger. They can't control their own greed or Mm. their ambition. And that's why they're always looked down on in a way. Um, What I find interesting about this is that Darrow goes into this, uh, this institute or this environment or this society thinking... All golds are the same, right? Mm. They're the top dogs, yeah. right? We all have to listen to them. They're all bad guys and stuff like that. And then when he enters this world, he realized even within that world, there are like a case system. Just because you're a gold doesn't mean... You're the top. <laughs> you're the top, right? You can be looked down upon for not being gold enough. Yeah. And like he goes in and people look up to him in a way because he has been carved into one of a really good specimen, maybe. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah. And he's also really smart. Mm. Um yeah, I would, I would, I would highly challenge that thought there. Uh, well, I find it interesting that um, a lot of the uh, the school smarts, so to speak, they brush past because you get implants, yeah. and then you get put, you know, your, your information, all this information is shoved into your brain while you're sleeping. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could. That's kind of, um, but like the idea is that he has a lot of street smarts or that he thinks in a way that other people don't think because he he's not he he thinks outside the box and that was his you know great quality because he isn't from that society Mm. he wasn't born in that society he thinks things very differently he's not stuck in a rut he's not stuck in a rut um and i like that part about him and i agree that part is very interesting for him um the problem though for me is that uh he isn't that smart (laughs) In, in actual fact, I think he's very, very stupid half the time for the choices he da- he makes. <laughs> like, 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 example, example. Um, I, I need to read back the yeah, book yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. Um, I just don't see him, like, I don't see him leading anything. Mm. Half the time you see him telling people, you should follow me yep. uh, and because I've got this. Yep. And then he goes like, oh, you know what? The great way for me to... Uh, basically get them to follow me is to hold this in front of them all the time uh and people who follow me will get you know fire for example so that, oh, you know yeah. uh and like he, he has a certain resource other people don't have yeah and then he basically he utilizes so much to the point that everyone turns against him at some point um because he's withholding because resources, he's withholding from resources. like with a person who's who's whose whole uh mentality should be trying to um uh, trying to win this, or or trying to, like he has a very short term, he has a very short, uh, uh, short term fix 
for everything. Yeah, he doesn't look in. He doesn't plan ahead. No. Okay. Um, and that annoys me because, like, you read you read a lot of these characters in these books, and and you see how they kind of like try and uh, plan, plan like seven steps yeah. ahead, kind of uh, thing. And he and he doesn't, which is fine. You know, he's he's not that. He's house Mars. He's, he doesn't plan yeah, that way. Um, but it's frustrating to read then because it's like, oh my God, I can't, I can't see this happening. Oh, I can't see this ending well. And it doesn't. And then you're like, yep, totally saw that coming. <laughs> uh, so in story-wise, um, uh-huh. I, 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 up to the part where he goes into Institute, I really enjoyed. Yep. I thought it was really well-written. It really uh, gave the world a very good depth. Yep. Um, but then when he goes into the Institute, it's like, the story he, starting, regret, he, regresses. he regresses and then everything that he's uh, learned and everything that he's, you know, doing to get to that point suddenly takes a second a back, back, a seat. back seat. And then he goes into this Lord of the Flies mentality, mentality and it, it just, it feels very, um, it feels very messy to me. Okay. Uh, and and, uh, and reading and there's a lot of fight scenes in the second part of the book where he's yep. in this niche, obviously because they're fighting with each other. I find all of his fight scenes very messy. Okay, um, it's not clear what's happening, um, and it doesn't it doesn't pique my interest. Okay, uh, and so whenever I'm reading, you know, what's happening between the houses, how they're how they're trying to juggle for positions, it's yep. like. I don't care. <laughs> okay. So um, the second part of the book, unfortunately, I didn't enjoy. Yep. And it unfortunately ruined the book for me. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. That, that's, yeah, that's my take, take on, on it. it. <laughs> um, when you say that he doesn't think uh, a few steps ahead, mm. uh, it, that is true. It feels like he reacts to situations uh, instead of planning ahead. Mm. And <clears throat> I, I agree with that. But because I... Okay, after reading this book, I immediately had to read the second one. Because mm. I've already read the series before. Yeah. So after reading the first book, I immediately finished the second and third mm. book. Uh, it's interesting that um, they do... He does grow. Mm. Like, in the last book, he manages to win because he had a plan within a plan Mm. within a plan right Mm. like um like you thought certain things had happened and he was gonna lose yeah and then you realize oh no no he had this all planned out but even then it wasn't too it wasn't too far-fetched it wasn't like oh he knew everything and he does everything because there was still a twist in the end and he realized oh crap i could still lose because i didn't plan for this certain thing to happen and he still managed to scrape by Mm. kind of thing now in this first book um i was willing to on the second reading, I was willing to give it a lot more leeway because I already knew what the what was coming. Yeah, uh, it was a long time ago since I read the first book the mm. first time. Um, I can understand how uh, it can be messy in the sense that they had a lot of characters yeah. in in this a story, lot of a lot of characters, and sometimes some people show up for a short period fleeting, of time, fleeting moment, and then they're gone. <laughs> they're gone, and they don't come back. Or even if they come back, you're like, wait. They, again? <laughs> they were important because, yeah. you know, they got introduced. Okay, the way he introduces characters, he doesn't give them a lot of very uh, memorable qualities, mm. especially when they're in the Institute. Mm. There's like all these kids mm. and they'll be like, oh, there's this horse face girl. Yeah. Um, I think it was Cassie or something. I can't remember who it was. And 
That was not enough for me to remember who Cassie is. Mm. And it's not until later on when more things happen involving this character that I remember who Cassie is yeah. or whatever what we're regarding with any of these characters. And that's the thing. In this first book, most characters don't get enough to do to make them memorable. Yeah. So you have the carver, you remember him because he did the carving. Yeah. Um, Dancer, you remember because Dancer was the one involved in... He kind of explains the world to you. So you yeah. kind of remember, remember him, him because yeah. of that. But as I said, because the these characters were introduced fairly slowly, yeah. right? You get introduced to Dancer. Dancer explains this whole world to him and yeah. how he's been lied to and there's a big reaction. Mm. Then he gets introduced to the, the carver. carver. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Mickey. Mickey, yeah. And so... Because Mickey was in charge of transforming him, he has a big role. But then the moment he gets put into the institute, you get in- introduced to like 20 kids mm. in one shot. Yeah. You can't remember them. No. You remember like one or two, the, like the two or three that, that is that, constantly around him. Yeah. Everyone else... Is a throwaway, basically. Yeah, they're throwaway. And it, after the first book, you're like, well, they go their separate ways, right? Do mm. I have to remember them? They're forgettable and none of them matter. Mm. And it feels like, oh, why did you put so many characters in here? They yeah. don't mean crap all. Yeah. Um, but then when you re- read the second and third book mm. and these people come back mm. and they have a lasting effect. Some of these characters, yes, they were like a throwaway character in the first book. Yeah. But the sec- it makes sense in real life. Like mm. kids that you met in school... We'll, we'll, we'll come back. Yeah. I mean, the world is not as big as this world, surprisingly, even though they had talk about millions of people like yeah, yeah, yeah. living on these planets. Yeah. Because the gold cast is... It is a tip of a pyramid. Yeah, so right? there's not actually that many of them. Yeah, they're, they're iron gold as well, right? Yeah. There, there's only so many ruling families in mm. this society. And all these ruling fa- families sent kids to the school, mm. right? So all these kids are people you need to rub shoulders with when you, when yep. you move into society. Mm. So they come back. Yep. And childhood grudges makes a difference mm. right like this whole society is based on what you did in school yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah, right yeah, yeah. and the the family feuds are dependent upon what happened in school yep. as well so um people who you didn't even give two craps about in the first book suddenly have this much bigger role mm. and so um because i read the second and third yep. book i was will and i knew what was happening even when i was reading the first book i was mm. willing to forgive a lot of this and in actual fact by rereading the first book after knowing what happens in subsequent it's, books it's, it's interesting to see what they did in yeah, the first book yeah like oh this character got barely mentioned but he was th- there they they, they <laughs> existed they, they were pretty important later on yeah. like so um it was interesting that uh you know one of the things that they say about writers is that they have to be very um efficient about their use of characters mm. they try to fit as much things in a small number of casts as they can so yeah. people don't have to remember that many names yeah and which is why sometimes when you read a book it's like well of course is character c or d because it can't be someone like you know 30 people off in this cast mm. you know we we only want to have remember these seven people so yeah. it's always about these seven people the the, the killer in mm. a in a in a mystery will always be one of the seven people that yeah. we inv- you know introduced at the start. Yeah. Um, whereas in this book, they made it slightly realistic mm. in the sense that people you meet that you think in your life, you, you meet someone yeah. and it seems like they're nothing, but then later on they become your your other half or something, yeah. right? Like it, when sometimes it's possible to meet people 
and not understand how big of an influence they have in your life later on. And, and, and I get that. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Um, <laughs> but when you're reading it as a, as a book, a, as a yeah. book um, and as a reader trying to yeah. get your head around all these characters, yeah. what it means is that I don't remember any of them. Yeah, I understand. So for me, when I was reading this, um, now that we're talking about the characters, uh, I don't remember any of the characters actually. Yep. Uh, I don't even. I can barely remember the two mains, uh, Darrow and Mustang. Okay. Um, you can't remember Cassius or Severo. I remember Severo because he's probably the only character that I liked in the book. Um, I loved Severo. He's 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 got a very. He's so he's so disgusting. Though. I know, right? But <laughs> but, 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 but he makes him memorable because yep. yeah, you remember him. Yeah. Um, Cassius, I it just felt like I I never felt his character was very consistent. Mm. Um, because at the start, it seems like he's like this playboy kind of like princeling, yeah. And then, and then later on, he becomes like a really good friend. Like, yeah. oh, we're gonna be brothers, and we're gonna, you know. Yeah. But then, and no, and then he also has this like you know sentimental side for his own brother, like his yeah, yeah, real yeah, yeah. brother. But he's also this, you know tyrant at some point like his character he felt you know whatever he needed to be at the time he yeah i I felt that was him okay um so like his character didn't he didn't feel real to me as a character um and yeah like there's so many other characters in the book that i just have like Oh yeah, no. no, no I, don't, I don't. I don't care about. No, in the first book, there's no like. I wouldn't say, oh, these characters should be given a bigger role, mm. like because there really wasn't. They yeah. they didn't matter. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of fluff here. Mm. But at the same time, I can't see how they could have written this first book without introducing not that introducing many. any of them, yeah. and then bringing them in the second yeah. book and saying, no, oh, they I, were part look, of the institute. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I get that. Mm. I just felt like. If he was going to do something like that, where yeah. he's like, then he needs to give them more to do, or, or, or make them slightly different from mm. each other. At the moment, they've they're all, as you say, he's in, introduced twenty kids, yeah, but not give them a distinction, yeah, like yep. a one-liner. This, oh, she's like the fastest one out of us all. Yeah, like or it, that girl has a horse face. Like, that was yeah, it. Like I, I feel like if you are planning something for them later yeah. on. Um, like, look, I get your, I get your real life analogy, and that's yep. fine. This isn't real life, though. Yeah, this no, is a book. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, and as a reader, yep. I don't appreciate you kind of uh, throwing these characters in just so that you can see. See, I've planned them all along. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, no. It, it, it's lazy writing to me. Sure. I feel like you know, it's. It's like you didn't think too clearly about what they are, what they look like. Yeah. Or what their personality yeah, is. But I know what I need them to do later on. So yeah. I, that's why I need to put them in there first. Yeah. Like, it, it feels like that to me. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it because of that. Yep. Uh, no, no. I completely understand that. Because um, I think the other dimension here is because you read the book. Yeah. I listened to the podcast. Mm. So I had an extra level because the voice actor uh, yeah, yeah, gave yep. them each individual Distinct voices, kind oh, of yeah. thing. Yeah, this is one thing that um that you mentioned because supposedly the the reds and the the golds speak differently. And yeah. In 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 the uh, audio book, the reds spoke with an Irish, Irish accent, accent, and yeah. the and the golds speak with a British accent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which makes sense to me now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had trouble kind of 
picturing when they were talking because they yep. were say because they it, when when uh, he was learning to become a goat he they were telling him not to say certain words yep. and like uh, you have to speak differently and yep. speak in high lingo yep. was it yep, yep. Um, I had trouble kind of picturing that at that because time. they just say oh speak in high lingo yeah and and, what and does and high lingo yeah, mean exactly <laughs> just like. I, I don't know, like, yeah. what's high lingo? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I, I think in that sense, order book would have helped yep. in that yep. sense because they would be able to, you know, give you something that, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds different. Okay, yeah. I can hear the yeah. difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, no, and also, it also gave a, a different, uh, it gave the, the history a little bit of a depth, like mm. the idea that the Reds were, like, s- slaves, they mm. were sub, like, they, they were lied to they were used um but they were a hardy people mm. right and they they danced even when they're like down in, yeah on the, in the luck and um they talk about the veil and all that stuff and then you're like wait they're an irish people like mm. the then you think about the whole revolution bit you know yeah. in, in, and you're like oh that's kind of that's kind of interesting that they decided <laughs> to to voice do them that, like that. Like, voice them like that, because they, although the book did kind of mention that they were from Ireland mm. or whatever, um, they didn't really like use that much. They didn't actually say no, the golds are from Britain yeah, or, yeah. or anything. They didn't say any of that, but because they did use the accents, mm. it felt interesting. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I need to mention because I told Peter this before. Them, you don't really see these characters in the first book, but there are people who are in the outer. Uh, planets like um, past, you know, you have Saturn and Jupiter and uh, Pluto and all of that stuff. And they don't come to Mars for the Institute. Mm. Like this Institute that they're in are mainly for people on Mars. Mm. Um, And all the stuff that they put these kids through, kids in outside the belt don't, don't go through this. Mm. Like they have a different schooling system. It's less brutal. You Mm. don't have the rape. You don't have the slavery or any of that stuff. So it's a different, it's a different community. Yeah. And the golds out there, they speak with a New Zealand accent. And I find that, I find that kind of cute. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so because of that, I think the characters, although they were still forgettable, like mm. a lot of the kids are only memorable after you read the second and third book. Yeah. And even then, sometimes the names just kind of like slip by you because mm. all the howlers, there's so many howlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they kind of like, you, you know, it's just a group of lunatic ca- characters, right? <laughs> <laughs> you kind of bunch them up and just think of them in one group. Yeah. Um, but but it got, at least it gave you a bit more to go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but I do agree with you on the Cassius thing now that you mention it. He's not very consistent because when you think about him at the start, he is the whole, um, oh, you know, I'm you're a, a fine chap. You yeah. know, why don't you join me and my friends to go, what was it? They're going to play some sports yeah. or whatever it was. <laughs> um, and then when they get to the the Institute, I think in a way you kind of see him show a bit more depth Yeah, because maybe because of where they're are like the friendship becomes a little bit more real yeah whereas before at before when they were taking the test and they meet each other for the first time yeah. it felt like he only became friends with darrow because darrow has such a good score yeah right like yeah. it was a very shallow like oh he might be able to help me mm. right like this is like rubbing shoulders and trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. like establish connections and then when you actually go into the institute it's like mm. it becomes a real friendship and that moment 
when he talks to Roke and to Darrow about you guys are my real brothers. Mm. But no matter what happens when this institute is finished, yeah, there will be spe- a place in my family for you. For you. Um, at that point, I was thinking, this is good. Like, I want to see yeah, how- this future where the three of them work towards making mm. a better world. Yeah. But that doesn't, it, it doesn't happen, yeah. right? Like that was like this is this is like the first early is, part in the institute. Yeah, kind of. like no, you can even see like this happens in all the books, mm. right? You see how there could be a way that this would have been really good. Yeah, like this could have been the perfect, like not shortcut, but if everything went well, yeah, this would have been perfect. Mm. But things didn't, didn't go well. Go well. <laughs> it gets all screwed up, and you're like, oh. If only, if only, <laughs> if only they kept their friendship, and then that continued. That would be fantastic. So when the second book happened, there was another point where it was like, "This is fantastic," but you're like, "Oh wait, this this reminds me of the first book. Is something going to happen?" And you're like, "There's this dread," and you read the thing, feeling this dread, but then when the thing actually happens, it's way worse <laughs> than you thought it would be, and you're like, "Oh." They, he did it again. Like, <laughs> you, you dashed my hopes. <laughs> you gave oh. me this, you dangled this a carrot in front of me and then you, and then you cruelly took it away and ripped it to shreds. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not, not just took it away, but ripped it to shreds in front of me. Yeah. And you're like, no. And they do it the, the same with the third one. Hmm. Um, but it doesn't get old surprisingly Mm. because even though things go really bad and i said this before it reminds me slightly of like the red wedding Mm. he doesn't do it the same way red wedding does he doesn't kill off people you really love Mm. they do kill off characters you don't think that they will kill off Mm. but darrow doesn't die Mm. right like you don't you don't invest all your emotions on these people and then to have them ripped out from underneath you. So this, I don't get frustrated that way. Okay. But it does mean, it feels like there are stakes. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know whether the first book feel like there was much at stake, hmm. um, but the second and third book, the stakes seems higher because okay. he actually, because uh, as, as we mentioned, this is just the institute. This is just the school. Hmm. Um, he can't really screw up too badly, except yeah. if they find out who he is. Yeah. Right? Um, the other things, because he's actually working towards his goal, he's actually trying to help the Reds, or mm. he's trying to help um, make the society the, the sons of Ares or whatever. Um, there are actual stakes here. Yeah. Um, but as in the school, I think the worst part was when he found out. Um, Titus. Yeah, Titus was, was another Red. R- was another Red who was yeah. also carved, and yeah. it was like oh, you've got to kill him. Yeah. It can't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, because he was really terrible. Like, oh no, you, yeah, right. <laughs> when you think about, you're a bunch of kids, yeah. and you're condoning like, like rape and murder, uh, and you know, like disfigurement, like getting your ears cut off yeah. and stuff. Okay, if there's one thing I like about this book is like, nothing is permanent. Like, you know, you could get your arm lopped off, yeah. and they'll put it back on. Yeah. Uh, I I know how it could be like, oh, but that's kind of, that's kind of cheating mm. in a way but mm. to, uh, come on to be honest in this in when you can carve someone the way oh, they yeah, could yeah, yeah. it only makes sense that yeah, you yeah, could yeah. just stick an arm back on with no loss of like yeah. like you know emotions yeah. or anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh who okay of all the characters in the first book only okay if you if you just like <sighs> going by the first book um who, who would be your favorite character 
first book only. Mm. I actually like Darrow. Mm. I actually do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, he's not a. He is a flawed character, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, and. Uh, I think you have to be a flawed character for it to be interesting, though. Yeah. Like, you can't like if you're always he, great. It, then yeah. It's hard to make you. It's hard to make you have setbacks, right? Because yeah. if you're always great, <laughs> and like if you're if you're if you're correct from the start, mm. there's no growth. Yeah, like I I liked seeing how he learns that even his view on the golds was slightly skewed. Like, and... like like you know he was thinking how golds see reds as stupid and they shouldn't, and at the same time he shouldn't see golds as all cruel and mm. uncaring and you know because they're they're individuals and yeah. I I like to see that part of it yeah. a little bit yeah. and I like to see how um, even though he he gains their pop like every time he thinks he has a hurdle he passes like mm. oh I need to earn their respect mm. oh I got their respect now but now I have other issues yeah. like so what if Mars believe in me now I now need to fight other people outside yeah. and then oh now I can fight the people outside and I realise that my own team don't trust me and I have this issue where Bologna's going to try and kill me. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's just... I, I like how um, the author does put him through the guy mm. sometimes. Yeah. I think I would... I think I would have enjoyed this book a lot more if that part came earlier. I, oh, okay. I, I find that... I think one of the reasons why I didn't enjoy this book at the end is because the Institute part took up way too much. Mm. Uh, and not necessary, I thought. Like, mm. it, it felt like... It felt like because he he knows that um, that's a good point to stop mm. and, and start the second book you know, at, at a later point. Um, I felt he padded out the institute too uh, much. No, 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 no. Um, I, I know how why you would think that, um, but when the third book rolls around mm. and all the sh- hits the fan, so yeah. to speak, <laughs> um, there's a moment where him and Cassius watches videos yeah. of from when they were in the institute yeah, yeah. and they reminisce about it yeah. and as a reader because you have seen all the crap that they put each other through yeah. and Roke and um, and Severo and, and uh, what's her name? Mustang Mustang like everyone's put everyone through a lot of stuff mm. and they look back at the institute and say that's actually the simpler time Right, that was easy. Yeah, that was nothing. <laughs> we as readers would also feel that yeah. we'd be like, I actually wouldn't mind going back to that time before they put, you know, before they had to be embroiled in all the politics, before they had to have wars that don't just span this tiny little valley in mm. on Mars, but it spans through the whole solar system, yeah. right? Where thousands and thousands of people die, not just like a couple of kids. Mm. Then you're like, there's a reminiscence, there's yeah. a there's a nostalgia, yeah. and I don't know whether you could get that nostalgia if you cut the institute shorter. Okay, you know what I mean. So at the same time, I understand why it's too long. Yeah, like just like how you said with the students, it's like you just threw a bunch of kids at me. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like if they didn't talk about the kids with individual names. He can't bring them back. Mm. It's like, if you cut the Institute short... They can't reminisce. They can't uh, reminisce about it. So it's like, would it be fair to say that these three books shouldn't be separated into three 
books. It mm. should be one big thing, but then it'll be too long. It could be way too long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like this is one of those series I, I, I think you have to read as a whole. I felt I felt like if that's the case, yep. um, I would prefer. Look, obviously, I haven't read the second and third book, yeah, right? Yeah. I needed something more to to bring me to want to read the, the second, second book. book. Yeah, yeah. Because I basically lost all interest to read the second book by the end of it. Yeah. Um, because he finishes the institute, they te- win. He yeah. technically wins for yeah. for a better yeah. word, uh, and he gets basically he gets the. Uh, you know the get, standard well he basically gets a, a an offer by the uh augustus by yeah. the big bad yeah, in the first the book bad. uh to come work for him yep and and that's it right yep. and then he thinks like and you see him going like this is the guy that i want to kill and this is the guy that i hated but this is the guy that can also help me fulfill my destiny yeah. so i'm going to follow him yeah and that ends the the book yep. right I need something more for mm-hmm. me to want to see him grow. Yep. Um, because the Institute kind of really dulled my interest in yep. the book. I never had that urge to kind of follow on. I think I think the thing is, um, because in the first book, you know, you had the whole Hunger Game part. You know, every, all the kids are involved in trying to win mm. and, and de- defeat each other. But he finds out this is not the way to win, right? Yeah. He's not going to follow their rules. He's going to play it differently. He's going to amass this big army through not slavery, but be asking all these kids just to follow him. And I'm not going to, like, he's not going to get <clears throat> involved in all these kids' squabbles. Yeah. He's going to completely defeat the teachers instead, right? Like, he doesn't follow their games yeah. or their rules. And he wins because he thinks outside the box. Yeah. Um, I feel like from that point, he's like, Oh, maybe even the author is getting bored mm. with the kids. Mm. Like with like no well no, probably not that, but it's just like um where the kids are still squabbling over the small things, Yarrow's already thought of something else and yeah. just doing completely something different. And he's thinking outside of the institute. Um that was interesting to me and mm. I felt maybe he should have shifted that earlier. Yeah, like if if the focus like he still had the focus on, on, on you know, the kids, but yep. have him had that epiphany a bit earlier so yeah. that i'm not i wasn't going through that whole oh yeah because he had to trudge. go through tactus he had to go was it tactus? no uh T- no. titus yeah so he had to go titus, titus tactus uh-huh actually there were two like, yeah, yeah there was, was t- like there was a lot of things he had to go through that didn't kind of seem like it mean anything in the yeah. end because he wasn't playing the game in the end yeah but he was involved in the game for such a long time and yeah. it seems like all wasted effort in yeah. the end and because like Half of them, you know, died before the, before the first book ended. So it's like he could have at least cut out like one or two of them, I reckon. Well, I'm actually quite glad that he got through the Jackal fairly quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. I thought because Jackal was supposedly this big, bad, mm. like scary kid. Yeah. He thinks like completely on a different level. Every other kid is afraid of him. Yeah. I thought there would be this big drawn out thing because, yeah. you know, you know, he's taken so long with everyone else. Yeah, I know, right? But he's like, oh no, he discovered who he was fairly early on. I, I thought it was a bit... Um, cr- Underwhelming? Cru- yeah, but it was very cruel to J- the Jackal for like... The Jackal hasn't done anything to him yet. Yeah, I know, right? But he's going to impale his hand. <laughs> like Daryl impales the Jackal's hand into the into table with a knife. Yeah, and... The and force was- the Jackal to cut off his own hand to escape. Yeah. I'm like... 
I'm not sure you're a good guy here, Daryl. <laughs> that's that's pretty pretty brutal. <laughs> and for someone that dangerous, I don't know whether you should make him your enemy. <laughs> like that because you're not killing him. You either kill him off. Yeah, I know, right? You don't you don't let him survive. <laughs> that's why that's why I'm saying, you know, at some points he's also not very smart. <laughs> I was like, you should just kill the guy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um Yeah. So look I I can see why you enjoy the book, mm. uh, and I can see if I had continued to read the second and third book, it probably would have changed my view on the first book. Mm. Unfortunately, I don't think I will read the second <laughs> and third book. Um, I had enough trouble finishing the first one. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I would I I would uh, recommend people to read it though because I think um, look some people might enjoy. I mean, mm. it's a good story. It's yeah. got a good, uh, it's got a good background. It's got a good uh, lore to yeah. the story. It's got a very well developed world. Mm. Um, I just didn't like how the second part of the book kind of remained too stagnant for yep. me. Um, so yeah, but I would recommend the audiobook if only to listen to the different accents. Mm. The only bad part about the audiobook, mm-hmm. you know that song, Eo song. Oh yeah, yeah. he sings it. Oh god, and. It's a very long song. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> very long song. Um, now, at the end of the audiobook, they actually have the song sung by a singer, a woman who sings uh, it. And it actually sounds not too bad. Yeah. It's just that when he's singing it, in the, I hate songs and poems in the middle of a book. Yeah. If it's a printed book, I could skip for it. Yeah, Because no, right. most of the time, I'm like, most of the time, the book, the, the audio, like the song or the poem don't it's mean a, anything. Yeah. <laughs> they really don't mean anything. And yeah. I don't understand why they put it in there. I don't know whether authors are trying to show that they are... Writers. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I have craft. (laughs) But with this song, I don't know whether it's a real song that actually exists Mm. because it it does sound like an Irish song. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, So I I don't know Mm. how that works. Um, uh, So that was excruciating and I just like fast forward. Like... 10 seconds, still playing. 10 seconds, still playing. 10 seconds. It so is a like, very long time. I'm like, keep going. It I'm like, oh my God, long. it's like two minutes. <laughs> it is a very long time. It has a lot of verses. Oh, yeah. Did you just... I guess you just skipped I just it. Skipped so it. Just skipped <laughs> it. I, I read the first verse and I was like... And I looked at the second verse and I'm like, wait, is this going to be like this all, all the way through? So just like, skip, skip, skip. Yeah, so it's like, like a page and a half of like lyrics. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay, so that's my um, my mm. take on on Red Rising. Yep, uh, and my take, and on, your take yeah. on Red Rising. Um, as I said, I, I would recommend people reading it mm-hmm. uh, just because I do think uh, yeah, the world's very well done. Yep. Um, just if you if I had anything to say, just yeah, <laughs> the second part is a bit drawn out and bit stagnant so mm-hmm. um if you have all three that may be better so if you just keep reading um yeah. maybe that would you know <laughs> yeah it keeps going because like the next book like picks up very the the first like prologue or whatever it's it, it's directly connected to the previous book. Okay. It's like, what, two minutes after that. So yeah. it all just keeps all going. Right. But then prologue and first episode is like three years. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, you're like, the first chapter, I'm like, oh, okay, that jumped. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's very interesting. Um, they introduce a character in the second book 
pretty much straight off the bat mm. and you think she means nothing. Yeah. But she stays and okay. she's very important. Okay. And um, no, I just, I, I found it very, uh, no, I, I just like it. And, and there's a fourth book out, which okay. is like 15 years after the first three uh, books. Uh, like, oh, I don't know how many years, but it's just a substantial amount of years. Yeah. And um, just like how at the end of the first book, it seems everything, it's, although it all went to hell, yeah. it seems like there's a, Ray of hope. Yeah, like he 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 sees he, the he sees the path. He's yeah. doing it right, and then the second book comes along, and you realize no, it didn't really go according to plan either. Mm. Like by the end of the third book, you know he's done what he's done, and you think, oh, this is all going to work out, and then apparently with the fourth book, you find out no, that no, didn't that out. didn't actually work out either. And I'm like, what? Like I because there's a substantial time break between the third and fourth book. Mm. I bought the fourth book. And I don't want to read it just yet yeah. <laughs> because I read all three books in one go and I'm now really, at first I was really excited to read the fourth book, mm. but then you're telling me that things are not going well. Yeah. It kind of drags me down. Like I'm, I, I feel this dread. You feel like, like, I've got to go through this again. Yeah. Like, do I want to start this where everything is screwed up? Oh, I, I, I want to read something a little lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like this is very heavy, but it's just, it's not airy fairy light. Yeah. At the same time. I, I think I think the problem is, you know, if you're going to end a story in a trilogy and then you end on a particular note, yep. as a reader you want to hope that that note continues. Yes. Yeah. It's kinda of like watching Star Wars, the original, and like supposedly they all live happily ever after and then the new stuff come out and you find out Leia and Han Solo had divorced yeah. whatever like their, their lives are like in shambles their kid has gone on to the dark side and everything is screwed up and that Luke is like hiding somewhere and you're yeah. like uh, that's not what I envisaged <laughs> this is this is not good yeah. at all <laughs> I feel like that sometimes it, it, will, it will happen like that like when when a writer kind of revisits a world and yeah. they like oh how can I how can I write more on this now well, they and have to screw up right yeah. otherwise they there's it's nothing else to write, to write. Right. it's kind of like how we were saying about Jurassic Park yeah. I wish they didn't revisit it because it kind of was like on a good note like there's dinosaurs in the world they're not anywhere near humans but at least they exist and they're doing their own thing now they bring them back and all these dinosaurs are constantly getting screwed over and I'm like oh poor dinosaurs false dinosaurs I'm going, I don't want to be anywhere near them because they'll just eat me but it's nice to know that dinosaurs exist somewhere no it's kind of cool no <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, I think we should do our... Uh, well, we need to explain what we're going to do next week. Oh, yeah. Uh, next month. Yeah. Uh, this is another book that I read a little while ago because Peter recommended it to me. Uh, actually, I didn't recommend it. I just said I bought it because <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read it yet. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, no. It's, a, it's an author that I... It's an author we both liked. Yes. Um, and so I bought this book a while back when I saw that. Yep. He had a new series out. I was like, oh, I, I liked his stuff. So yep. let's buy it. Um, it and- it's a book that he had on his desk for six months yeah. that I see every single time I come to record. Recording. And I ask him how well, you know, whether it's good each time he tells me he hasn't read it yet. And then I got annoyed. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to read now because I can't wait for you to read it. Um, so it's called Zeros. Mm. And it's essentially about a bunch of kids with superpowers. Um, and it's kind of cool. I liked it. Um, there was also a second book, yeah. which we could talk about, you know, next time as well. Um, 
but I think I've discovered that with Scott Westerfield, mm. uh, because you know you also introduced Le- the Leviathan to me. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, also yeah, Scott yeah, yeah, Westerfield. Yeah. Apart from the Pretties series, mm-hmm. I don't actually really like his other books. <laughs> you know, the Bloom Hour, the like, uh, Midnight Midnight and, Hour, whatever yeah. that one is. I never liked it. Like mm. I, I've read the first book, couldn't do more than that. Yeah. A Leviathan, I couldn't read more than like the first five chapters. Mm. Zeros, I can't read past the first book. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I think I like the author, but I don't seem to like his books very much. Yeah. <laughs> I really like Pretties though. Like yeah. I really like that series. Mm. So I don't understand why I don't like his other stuff. So, oh. we'll, we'll talk about, we'll that, talk next about time. that next time. M- maybe if I force myself to read the second book, I might like it. It's just the start of the second book that was like, yeah. Mm. yeah, okay. So we'll we'll do that. Um, yeah. So yeah, right. zeros. Um, yep. Actually, it's not just by Scott Westerfield. Though. It's actually a, it's a collaboration. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> there are two more other authors, which I can't remember at the moment. But we'll let you know. The next book is time. right behind you, right now. It's just just right there. I can't read it. It's too far away. You you could pick it up like it's not that far. You'd reckon that Peter like is a quadriplegic or something from the way he speaks sometimes. <laughs> it's just right. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll put the comment. I'll put the authors in. <laughs> I can live and look it up online. Now. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay, so um, closing. You can find show notes where I will put the names of the other authors on our website, www.triggerpointfm.com. You can find us on Twitter at triggerpointfm. You can email us at triggerpointfm at gmail.com. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Because you no longer... Update on Facebook. Well, no, it automatically cross-posts to Facebook, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to... She's uh, uh she's um I deleted Facebook off my phone and I have to say I have never been more relaxed. Uh I don't spend my time thinking, Oh, I should go and have a look and see what other people are doing right now. Um or like I don't have to read other people's comments and then get infuriated at the stupidity of some people <laughs> sometimes. Uh because sometimes you, you look at it and you're like, Really? I wouldn't think you'd think that way. Mm, um true. you know, because there was a thing about, you know, th- there's always been like the whole uh, freedom of speech mm. thing. And so a lot of people say, I should be able to say anything I want because freedom of speech. Yeah. And uh, I-, I was listening to Hello Internet the other day and they were mentioning something really interesting. Uh, freedom of speech is the freedom to choose not to say something. Mm. It's not the freedom to say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you can say it mm. doesn't mean you should yeah. because you might be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> So, removing Facebook from my phone means I don't need to see those anymore. Fair enough. And then I'm like, ah. Oh. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that's it for us for this uh, recording. Month. This month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, we, we've been really good. We've been doing it once a month now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, in saying that... Uh, touchwood, touchwood, touchwood. Touchwood. Don't have any wood here. <laughs> paper, paper, <laughs> tissue. <laughs> Yeah, so we will see you next month. Next month. Bye. Bye.